0: Warning, the cases that I talk about here are under the assumption that the individuals that are accused allegedly committed these crimes unless they have been convicted in court for the, for the crimes that they have been charged with. This is by no means me making any kind of accusations whatsoever. I am simply commenting on news articles and stories that have been shared with me through individuals who may or may not have experienced these said stories. This is not fact. This is purely my opinion. Unless they have been through court and they have been convicted. Please understand that moving forward. Thank you. Trigger warning. The podcast you're about to listen to may contain sexual and violent acts committed against men, women, and children. If such acts offend you in any way, please do not listen any further. This podcast was made for an audience of 18 years and older and contains mature and explicit content. Also, this podcast may also contain a high level of profanity and explicit language. If such things offend you in any way, shape, or form, please do not listen to the podcast any further. This is your last trigger warning. If anything that I mentioned above offends you, please do not listen. Thank you. Hey, everybody. This is Jeremy with the Man Apart Podcast. This is going to be episode 30 titled Be Kind to Others, Being a Man Apart. So, this isn't going to be my normal content that I put out. You know, it's not going to be a rape case or a pedophilia case or any type of abuse case. In fact, I wanted to talk about this because I think it's important. I think one thing I've learned in this world is that a lot of people we lack perspective, compassion, and empathy towards everyone, whether it be friends, family, strangers, sometimes we just lack these things and I'd like to believe that we do it unintentionally. I think we actually, most part, I think it is unintentional. And we don't realize that we're hurting people around us. But I'm not trying to go into any type of family dynamics here today. I wanted to talk about basically random acts of kindness to strangers. And I got a few stories of friends I know as well. Now look, I'm not here to brag about myself or go, oh, look at me and, you know, give me a pat on the back, you know, and an boy" and all that stuff like that. I'm not trying to do all that. I'm doing this in the hopes that maybe some young person or even older person would hear this and can start doing something different than they normally do. That's what it was for me. I'll give you an example. So I took my wife recently to a nice steakhouse out here in Baton Rouge called Sullivan's. Very high-end, very swanky, very uh, bougie place that I've never been to before. And coming up from kind of a lower middle class family, you know, we didn't have that kind of money to go to those type of places. I'm not saying my wife's family did either, but you know, as far as financial goes, it's very, very high-end restaurant. You know, type where you need reservations. Nice, not a required dress code, but it's not a place you want to go in in flip-flops and shorts and everything either. You know, this isn't. You know, saying like Chili's or, uh, you know, Applebee's or something like that. This is an actually very nice place. Very so nice, in fact, that. It's a place that I would go for like a special occasion, you know, whether it be an anniversary or a dinner, I mean, a birthday dinner or something to that end, right? A place you'd go to like kind of close a business deal, a very high end one. So I'll tell you what happened when I went there. We had a waiter, his name was Logan, very nice young man. And this episode got inspired. From a conversation that we had, because it made me think about all the times that I did some of these things. Like during the course of the meal, my wife had to go use the restroom. So, and Logan came to check on us and me and him during the course of our dinner, you know, we'd just been talking to each other and everything like that. And very pleasant conversations. And we had about a couple minutes, you know, about five, ten minutes or so to kind of just have a nice deep conversation. It was slowing down at the restaurant and I think he only had a couple other tables. And so we just got to just chit-chat with each other. And I told Logan, you know, some of the things I do as far as when, it, when I go out to eat and everything. And I told him about a time where I, uh, usually it's around New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Me and my wife would go to a restaurant. We've done this the last couple of years now. I remember the first time I did this. So I, I call it like the... Tip the build challenge, right? Um, social media, you, you had all these challenges that people were doing. I remember, I think the first one I ever noticed was the ice bucket challenge. You do something crazy, outrageous, and, you know, do it to donate to money for different charities and whatnot. Well, I don't know a lot of charities that, at the time and everything like that. And I don't give my money away to church or anything. But I still try to help people out so one way that me and my wife do that you will know, we'll, you know we'll we'll tip extra to our weight staff people um but I did you know I remember a couple of years back like I said I did the tip to bill challenge i I made I came up with it in my mind I don't I never heard anybody else do it but I'm pretty sure other people have done it as well I remember it was a olive garden we went to and it was okay you know good experience nothing nothing that razzled dazzled me but i remember the bill came out to like 60 or 70 bucks and so that's what i tipped uh, you know I tipped whatever it was and i was kind of lucky enough i wanted to see what you know how the waiter responded they you know, obviously when he picked it up the uh you know the receipts and everything like that he didn't get his chance to see it. he walked over to his register kind of like a thing he's done a thousand times but i was actually in view you know eyesight of of his register across the restaurant he opened up the the receipt book and was like just kind of threw his head back a little bit was shocked before he even entered it in and everything he came back to the table and he was like uh sir you know you just tipped me the bill amount is that correct because i mean i pretty much you know put in there like the 70 bucks and added it all together was like 140 I was like yeah and uh, I didn't expect to have the reaction I had from him. Um, he actually he kind of I saw I saw he was trying to fight some tears and everything and he said "Uh, man you know I've been working all these doubles spending time away from my family you know, I got a little girl, and a little boy, and uh, my mama, you know, she needed some medicine. I forget what the sickness was. I don't know, I don't know what it was, to y'all, to be honest, but he needed like 200 bucks just to cover the medicine and, then, of course, all his other bills and whatnot, and that's why he was working all these doubles. He was trying to help his mama out, and, uh, you know, he had, he had a brother as well and a sister-in-law that was helping too, but he was covering the medicine side of things. He said, "Man, I've been working the last couple of days, and I got up to 130 bucks, and I needed like another, you know, another 70 bucks, man. Otherwise, tomorrow I'd be working another double, and I probably will just to play catch up with my bills. But man, this helped out a lot." He told me it was like I think he worked like 12 hours that day, or he did like two doubles that day, and he said all he got was like 40 bucks in tips, and I was. You know that that fucking hurts to hear that. You, know, you work that damn hard and only get forty bucks out of it. And look, I'm not—he wasn't no horrible waiter or anything like that. He was a pretty good guy. He made sure our drinks were filled and got our food out in time and orders were correct. So I don't—I really don't understand why anybody had a problem with him. He didn't. Me and him didn't have no deep conversations. But it opened my eyes up. You know, the, the things that we do that we don't think—you know—much of actually have a profound effect on people and uh, I could tell he was holding back tears and everything so you know I stood up and just hugged him I said man it's okay brother you know love you sometimes people just come into your life to help you when you least expect it and I just hope that you you know pay it forward too you know and help somebody else out when you can and he says I will I, says, I know what this is like and it sucks so that was one time That was the first time I did the tip the bill challenge. And it does feel good. It feels good to help somebody out. Now look, y'all, i say all this stuff. I'm telling you these stories. Not to be bragging or anything, but hopefully to inspire y'all. Because you don't know what somebody's going through in their life. You don't know what they're feeling. You don't know what challenges and difficulties they really have. So it's always good when you meet strangers to meet them with kindness and respect right off the get-go. And then act accordingly afterwards. Based on how they treat you. So, I was telling Logan about that. That was a waiter from Sullivan's. <laughs> and, uh, he kind of stopped me. And said, you know, sir, uh, Mr. Jeremy, it is very rare to find people such as yourself and i looked at him real real odd like i said really he goes yeah you know he said you were actually the first person tonight to just stop and just ask just stop everything stop the ordering and all that before you even really got into ordering you just said you know hey hey logan how is your night how are you doing I don't ever, hardly ever get asked that, unless it's by somebody that's that I've been waiting on, you know, for a long time. You know, like my regulars and everything. I don't get asked that by a stranger, especially on their first time. It's very rare to to see that. So, well, I said, well, I mean, I I told him like I I genuinely care. Um, one thing, you know, you're a human, you know, you're at your job. I know it's not a fun thing, but still. You know, it's it's good to ask somebody how they're doing. Just make sure they're okay. And secondly, you know, you're the guy that's bringing me my food and handling my food. And I want to make sure that the guy that I'm, that, you know, that I'm ordering food from is actually all right as well. Because I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be, you know, enjoying a nice meal with my wife and not having to have any worries about having to prep it and cook it and clean up afterwards. I can just come here, eat, have a, you know, have a, you know, close conversation with my wife. And, you know, I'd be happy spending time with her. But I want to make sure that the, the people around me are happy, too. And he just said, man, you know, that, that really gives me hope in humanity. And I had to look at him. I said, is it really that fucking awful? Is it that bad? He goes, you ever been a waiter? I said, well, I did it for three days, Logan. My grandma did it for 30 years. Um, maybe that's why I have such an appreciation for weight staff, but I couldn't do it after three days. I I just realized how many Karens there are in this world, how little empathy and compassion they really have toward weight staff. I, I've, I mean, I've, I've seen it firsthand. I, I don't know if it was because I was training and they were giving me and my trainer a hard time, but I just saw just the nastiest of attitudes when I was training to be a waiter. And he goes, yeah, it can be like that. He said, don't get me wrong. You know, when you work at a, at a higher-end restaurant, you got some really nice people, but you also got people to have the expectation that, that you're their slave, you're their servant. They treat you like subhuman. And, of course, that, you know, just breaks my heart hearing when somebody's being treated that way. But that's why I go and I try to help individuals, especially weight staff like that. I try to tip beyond the twenty percent when I can. And look, sometimes being kind to of others doesn't mean just throwing money at people either. You know. If you can give you know, on financial strength, then do so. Sometimes you might not give be able to give thousands of dollars. Sometimes you might not be able to give fuck even a hundred dollars. You might just be able to do a twenty or thirty extra here and there that's fine too. You never know what that extra ten dollars or five dollars might do for somebody. It might be the extra money they need to put in their gas tank or get them a a lunch and make it through the next day. You just never know. There's other ways to be kind to others as well. I'm going to tell you a story about a friend of mine I call my brother. and His name's Clyde. Old Jamaican guy. Love him to death. And I call him old now, but, you know, I mean, looks relatively young, but he's an old soul. Love him to death. And I'm going to tell you, I I don't know too many Jamaicans in this world, but I know uh, Clyde is a very good representation of his people. So, give you a little brief rundown. I met Clyde when I was working at a dump truck company out in Port Allen. Uh, Louisiana out there and I really got closer to him when me and him worked over in Lake Charles on a, on a plant expansion project that lasted for a long time but we was out there for about a year and I just got to spend time with the guy and really get to know him devout Christian man loves God, loves Jesus and besides God and Jesus I remember he loved our boss a lot too Had nothing but intense loyalty for our boss. Um, Very grateful, very humble. Just a loyal individual. Best employee you can ask for. I mean, just before they even paid us to wash the the trucks and everything like that, man, he he would go out there and not only wash the truck, he would go and buff it and shine it and wax it. I mean, he was just dedicated to making sure he had the nicest looking truck you know, in the fleet and um just a hard working guy. Love him to death. And uh man, so when I left the, that project, came back home, it's right when my father in law passed away. I uh I remember telling Clyde a couple of times, I was like, You know what, man, you're always welcome to my house. If you ever need a place to sleep, you know, I got it. You can have it. It's fine. Never really thinking that he would take me up on that offer until he did. And I remember one day he called me out the blue. He's like, Jay, remember when you told me that, you know, I'm always welcome in your house? I said, yeah. So, said, well, I need a place to stay, man. So shit, you know, I got fucked up over here. And I, I need help big time. I said, okay. Well... You know I'm a man of my word, and I try to be a man of my word as much as I can. This is before me and my wife had our dog business or anything like that, so we, you know, we didn't hell, we didn't even have an extra bed in our spare bedroom for him to sleep on. And I told Clyde, I said, you know, look, I got a couch for you to sleep on, and that's about all I got. He said, that's beggars can't be choosers. I'll take it. I said, okay. He said, you need to go talk to your wife. I said, you know, if I go talk to her, I know she's gonna say no. I know she's gonna shut it down immediately. So just bring all your stuff and come on. And man, did me and Ainsley get into the, one of the biggest fights we ever got into because I threw her for a loop. But I knew I couldn't just leave Cloud on the streets. He's a good. I mean, you know, I knew that doing that was gonna gonna really screw him up, screw him over. And I just said, just come on, bring your stuff. And we'll, 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 you know, we'll figure it out. Me and her had an argument about it. She, luckily, the main gist of the fight that I remember was just not telling her ahead of time. And I'm glad I didn't know, because I was just scared that she was gonna say no and put somebody that I knew out on, out on the streets like that. I didn't want that to happen to him. Y'all, I'll tell you, Clyde was the best house guest I ever had in my entire life. Yeah, you know, I didn't charge him anything to stay there because he was asking, like, well, how much, you know, how much you want me to pay to wear bills or how much rent you want to charge? Me? I said, man, I don't want to charge you no rent. In fact, I want you to save all the money you can so you can go get a place quicker. You know, I mean, I, I you know, I don't mind having you here, but I want you to be able to find some place pretty quick. I'm not saying you got, you know, I'm not going to give you like two weeks or nothing. But I mean, you, know, you got some time, but still, um, But he stayed, I think, a couple months. It was just the best house guest I ever had. I mean, he cleaned my house like it was. And this, I knew this guy was a very super clean guy. I never asked him to do any chores around the house. I never asked him to, to pitch in or do anything. He just did it on his own. I mean, he'd sweep, he'd mop. You know, he'd clean up. He would cook for me. My wife didn't like any, didn't like a lot of Jamaican food, but he, you know, he'd always make like curry chicken or curry goat for me. And I loved it when he cooked it. So, I mean, I, I ate it with him whenever we was over in Lake Charles. So, I mean, just very respectful guy. So respectful of the fact that sometimes when we, when at work, there was different jobs you'd go on, right? We worked at the same company, but there'd be different areas we'd operate out of. So if I might have had an area where I operated out of where I didn't get home till 5 or 6, 7 o'clock at night, Clyde might work on a job where he's back, you know, off of work at around four or five. And some days he didn't even have any work to do. But he wouldn't go in my house with my wife in there unless I was home. I thought it was odd at first because I didn't understand why. But now doing this research, doing this stuff, I I understand why he did what he did. And one, 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 one aspect of it was to protect himself and be above reproach from any kind of accusations. I mean not to say my wife would falsely accuse anybody or anything like that but he made sure to cover his bases. Two, it was just out of respect for me because I opened my home up to him and he didn't want, you know, he didn't want to endanger that. And just generally just a good man deep down. You know, uh he got to, you know, be around my wife, he got to be around me and Uh, At the time, my little dog, uh, Chewy, when Chewy was a puppy, he called him little Naughty Naughty. Naughty Naughty. He got to play with my little Yorkie all the time. But I'll tell you what happened after that, right? He ended up getting an apartment, and then he ended up finding his wife, and then... He got a house for him and his wife. A very nice house, too. Um, I don't want to say the name of the place where he lives at and everything. But he was able to find, you know... He was able to be in a position of, of financial strength to be at the right place at the right time in life. And I guess everything kind of cascaded into this domino effect. And now he has a very nice home with a wife that loves him, wife that loves me, because I helped him all those years ago, and he has a stepdaughter as well, and I talked to him recently, and he's just like, man, you know, my, you know, my little girl is growing up fast, and oh, man, it's just, tell me about his life, and that things are going good for him, and he feels blessed, and every time I've talked to him on the phone, he's always so thankful for what I did for him, and how much it meant to him, and all it cost me was just, Having somebody sleep on my couch for a few months, you know, to me, to me, that wasn't nothing, right? To me, I, I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not trying to downplay, a, you know, a blessing to somebody. It just, it wasn't that out of the way for me to help somebody like that, because it, because I know that good people sometimes just need a hand in life. Sometimes all it takes is just to give them a roof over their head for a little while. Now, could I do that now in this day and age? No. I probably couldn't help Clyde if it, if you know we had our business back then either. Um, so sometimes things come in life because you're helping other people at the right place at the right time. And it's just, it is a good feeling when you, when you find out that the things you've done have actually helped somebody for the better. That's why it's always good to be kind to somebody. Oh man, just different stories just flooding my head right now. I got another one in my mind right now. You know, sometimes when you do some, you know, random act of kindness, usually it's to strangers. Sometimes it's acquaintances, acquaintances, and everything. But if you're not there to help your friends, then, you know who are you, right? So, had a buddy of mine that I knew for years. I'm not going to mention his name. Still friends with him. I just haven't talked to him in such a long time. But I remember back in the day... I'm I'm going to say this was before I got married. Before I even knew of Ainsley. Hell, before I even dated her. Before I even got out of my... my, my, uh, My drug dealing days. You know, I had a buddy of mine who... You know, worked his ass off all the time. He had his girlfriend and their daughter... And her daughter, as well as stepdaughter, and I remember they were trying to make ends meet, and they just didn't have no no food in the pantry. I remember coming coming over there one time to hang out, and I was like, "Man, y'all got something to eat?" It's like, "Nah, man, we ain't got nothing to eat." I was like, "What the fuck?" And I said, "Nah, we gotta we gotta fix that." And look, I didn't have a lot of money either, but you know, I had a roof over my head, I had food in my belly. And he had two little kids to take care of, too. And he worked, like, two different jobs as well. So I knew, you know, to try to help somebody. So me and him went over to Walmart. And this was back then when you can load up a whole grocery cart and spend a 100 bucks. That's what we did. We went and filled up the grocery cart full of dip, about, I don't know, at least a couple weeks worth of food. Yeah, enough to get them by and everything like that. <sighs> Think about the economy and everything right now. Hell, you can't even fill up a quarter of your grocery cart now with 100 bucks, right? But back then you could. Things were cheaper. You know, your money stretched out a lot, lot further than it does now, but It was good to know that his girlfriend came to me later on and was just thankful. They didn't know where, you know, not to say they didn't know where their next meal was coming from, but they were getting to the, close to that point. And it wasn't like they were lazy people or anything like that. It's just sometimes life deals you a bad hand. Sometimes you don't have the opportunities to to even know when your next meal's coming. And a lot of people don't understand that. Because people, or a lot of people that I know, at this point in my life don't understand that because they have good jobs they have you know benefits and insurance and you know nice nicer houses nicer cars but they make enough money to where they don't have to worry about their next meals some people I've not met in life that they don't know if they're going to eat that day and this is America I'm talking about this ain't some third world country right here in the land of the free home of the brave you know, land of opportunity right Sometimes the opportunity doesn't always knock for everybody. And I think it's important people remember that. I think it's important to know that when you give a smile, a kind word, a hug, you know, an extra tip, or, you know, even a very nice gesture of, you know, a $1,000 donation to somebody. You just don't know what they go through To you actually sit and talk with them. You don't know if that person's contemplating suicide. You don't know if that, that person's family member just died. If they just lost their job that day. Or if their depression is just crippling them to the point to where they feel like everything's falling apart around them. You just don't know, y'all. Sometimes holding that door open for somebody and hoping they have a good day or you know, just saying, hey, you know, I, I don't know, you look like something's going, you're going through something, I just want to know that you loved, and I hope whatever is bothering you that you can make it through, and if you need help, I'm here. It means a lot to people. I know people have done it for me, and that's why I do pay it forward, and that's why I do these random acts of kindness. You know, I, you know, I was told when I, Started this podcast that. I wasn't going to make any money off of it. And that's true. I The price that I'm paying. You know in the form of the nightmares. Dreamless nights. Fighting the depression of it. Because it. It's very. Heartbreaking. Subjects. Very heartbreaking stories that I. Listen to and research and. Have people tell it's not worth the price that I've that I'm you know that I paid for. I promise you that I'm not raking in the benjamins on this podcast at all. I call it a labor of love because I was just sick and tired of seeing so many of these broken souls in this world and nobody not caring about them. That's what it takes. You know, to help is to just have a, you know, heart of kindness. But yeah, when I started this podcast, I was told, you know, look, don't don't expect advertisers to come come flocking to you because of your subject material. A lot of a lot of businesses, a lot of you know companies, they don't want to be associated with this type of stuff, and I realized that coming into it. And that's fine. You know, I have a career. I have a business. I have. I'm blessed enough that I can take care of my finances. And that's all right with me, you know. Um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with um, not making a dime off of this. And whatever money I do make from this goes back into the podcast. goes back into promoting it. Unless this is something I could do full time. And I would like to help people like that full time. Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying I wouldn't, you know, take any, you know, take take money to be able to pay for my life and everything. Because I I like what I do as far as when it comes to helping people, helping the survivors, giving them a voice, giving them a platform to speak on, and you know, standing up against this. Standing up against the the heinous abuse and the stories that I've heard. And just helping somebody heal—it's a good feeling, you know. It makes the the nightmares palpable. It makes it, you know, it makes the depression that, that that you go through with this worth fighting through. It, it really does. And look, you don't you don't got to go start a podcast and take on pedophiles and rapists and everything like that to. Be kind to people. And if I if I leave anything with you, I want you to take away anything from what I've talked about on this episode. Just be, just be nice to somebody. Just look at somebody like a human, like as if they've been your closest friend all your life. Just check up on a random stranger. You know, we're all humans. Going through a human experience. And. If you have that in the back of your mind. And you realize that in every situation. When it comes to a conversation. Talking to somebody. You tend to have a better perspective. You tend to see somebody differently. And you tend to treat people differently. When you're kinder to people I've noticed that in my own self notice that when I look at others and how they treat people and I'm gonna tell you something if if any of us are ever sitting at a restaurant and I see you mistreating a waiter or waitstaff I'm gonna say a lot of not nice things to you and get up and leave because uh, that's not how you treat people in the service industry for one thing and secondly, it shows me your character deep down. Are there are there horrible and crappy waiters and waitstaff people? Yes, there are. And every industry has their own bad apples. That doesn't mean you get to be, you know, you a know, customer Karen or a customer Ken uh, because of it, Right? And I think that a lot of the people that act like Karens and those to those people and everything like that, it just shows how miserable their lives can be. And if you listen to a lot of misery, if you consume a lot of uh, just anger, you know, and whatever it is, if you whatever it's your media, your social media, your news, whatever it is, you, you tend to become that. So I recommend anybody that if you're angry about how life has turned out, how the country is going, how this or that's going on, well, take a look what you're consuming. I know this. I know how much of a hypocrite I am, right? This coming from the same guy who's pissed off about pedophiles and rapists and, you know, how the justice system isn't helping the victims out. I know. I know it sounds hypocritical of me. but I, I don't want to lose sight of who i am doing this podcast and so just be a kind person to to anybody that you meet cuz you never know what they're going through that's that's the, that's i think that was the whole reason i did this episode it was just on my mind it was just something that I wanted to share to the world, and hopefully inspire some of y'all to do something different with your lives. You don't have look, you ain't got to be Daddy Warbucks in order to, or to, or to help people out. Sometimes just being nice to people is all it takes. Just be nice to somebody today. Be kind-hearted. This episode is going to drop on a Friday, so hopefully you listen to it over the weekend and when you go into your your next work week or over the weekend especially and you're out and about you, you know and you're at a restaurant or you, you're seeing a stranger struggling try to help them out one thing i do see a lot of in baton rouge and other places when i drive around you know they got a lot of homeless people and i don't carry cash on me but i'll sometimes have food in the truck so if i got something i can give to somebody a bag of chips and a water or yeah, you know, something of that sort of nature. I'll usually give it to them. Do something like that. Go to a drug. You know, there's buy a drive thru somewhere. Go get them a Happy Meal or something. Say, here, here you go. Here's a Coke and a Happy Meal. I mean, just something. Something positive to the world. Some kind of positive energy, right? Yeah, you, know, you ain't got to go and be Mother Teresa out there. Just be yourself. But be kind. It's easy for us to be evil to one another. It's a lot harder to be a good person. truly is. But it'll come natural to you. If you really have a good heart. Deep down inside of you. So with that folks. Just want to say that. Y'all be safe. I love you. Keep all kids safe. Even if they're not your own. Protect all children, even if they're not your own. Go in kindness today. I love you. Bye.